Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. It's a unicorn in a market of a lot of ready-to-drink cocktails, but this is the first of its kind. I mean, right. they've revolutionized the, the ready-to-drink industry. And the good news is, Wake County has them. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. We've told you before how good we are at keeping secrets. With me today to finally spill some tiki <laughs> is Raleigh Magazine Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem. Melissa, thanks for being here. I'm very excited about this episode. Y'all yes, get ready. Yes, she is. <laughs> it's time to can everything you thought you knew about ready-to-drink cocktails. We get it. Life is a lot. We'd all love to be sitting bellied up to the bar in the tropics somewhere right yes. now. Boy, would we. <laughs> While we can't literally send you to the Caribbean... We can transport you to the tropics locally. What the world needs is a good stiff drink. And we are here for it. We've been working on this story since last July. She was already rolling her eyes. And I went to have a coffee with a, a, a friend of the magazine who I didn't know. And he's like, hey, I have these friends and they're, they're canning a tropical cocktail. And you'll love it. It's cynical and irreverent and, you know, sarcastic and... And so I was like, yes, this is my perfect story. I can't wait. And it's finally here. It's finally here almost a year later. She did the interview last July. I did. We could not tell a soul. And every issue since last July, she has put it on the layout for the magazine. Mm -hmm. And it started out as two pages. And it got down to a half page. And I finally, I'm to the point, why do you keep putting it on here? It's not <laughs> happening. I mean, we knew it was happening. We just didn't know it was going to happen. So you know how you talk about something for so long, you're so excited. And then... That's a thing because I was having trouble like continuing to hold two pages for something that these guys are great though. Like they were so honest with me every month. They were running into very obvious production issues post pandemic. Um, in fact, one of them even said, and we'll get into the story, but maybe this was becoming a new story about the logistical challenges of post pandemic entrepreneurship. And I was yes. like, no, this is a story about these cans. So yes. about the cans, this is harsh. We're going to go for it. These guys, they're hilarious, and we led the story with this, quote, everything is just fucking terrible, and help is on the way. And Gina is looking like she's going <laughs> to have a heart attack. That was their quote, That's not their mine. That's their quote, their branding. But that this branding is like, it's my lifeblood. It's my wheelhouse. And this story terrified me to tell because I felt like I identified with what their angle and branding was okay, so, so much. I think we've said so much you don't even know what we're talking about. So they've introduced <laughs> um, four 
Yes. Tiki drinks. We're not talking about simple cocktails like the Durham Distillery Gin and Tonic, which I absolutely adore and and should own stock in the company because <laughs> I drink so many of those canned cocktails. These are more those those cocktails that you drink that have six and eight ingredients. Oh, yeah. That, would, that more, are virtually yeah. impossible to figure out how to can. And these three guys came together to create these. I can imagine the taste testing that went on. Yeah, so this is what I like to call a twisted trio of besties. Um, they dreamt these up uh, poolside, naturally, of course, mm-hmm. um, riffing on escapism and how the world's terrible. And, you know, like you right. said, everybody just needs a stiff drink. And so they really kind of leaned into these universal themes, and tiki cocktails are perfect for that. And for them, though, I think this is a cool thing where you you see typically um, alcohol being sold to you as an escape. This is not— you know, an earth-shattering idea, but there's a difference. When you think of, like, Corona being sold to you, it's like sunshine and rainbows and the world's perfect and we're all just having a beer on the beach. These guys, like, their branding and and everything they're going for is, like, you're going to have a can of this, like, on the hood of your car on a Tuesday in the rain because life is just terrible. (laughs) Or you're going to maybe pull it out of the chili bin on your yacht because life is amazing. But it's, you know, it really is, like, a sweet escape. But— I do want to say who they are. A lot of people know them locally. Um, Dave Burris is a producer. Uh, he worked on The Survivor and more recently The Mole. That story we did on The Mole actually came out of this interview, so that was right. pretty cool. Um, then there's also Carl, I believe you say it, Almanchenko. He's a lawyer. And then Andrew Shetler, who is in farm cells. And I, and I love that they said, and he excels at Excel. <laughs> So they they kind of branded themselves as the low spirits. They bonded over alcohol, cynicism, and a shared inappropriate sense of humor. So Clearly. Yeah. These guys are hilarious. They spent a lot of time in Andrew's kitchen, um, to answer your question, about six months on the weekends, uh, coming up with, I think, eight or so recipes that they dwindled down to the four. After six months of that and blind taste testing and refining, um, they went into food science, so they didn't kill anybody. And they partnered with Flavor Man in Louisville. So to make these shelves stable was a lot of work. It was science. You know, you talked about this um, on TV, I think, the nitro dosing. Yes. Right? I mean, the things that they went through, pasteurization. But to your point— Tiki cocktails can have as many as 20 ingredients. They're all really expensive. Um, They're really difficult to make. And, I mean, have you had a shitty Mai Tai before? I mean, they can be— They can be bad. So to to can something is very difficult. There's a reason why a lot of canned drinks are gin and tonic, vodka soda. Um, It still takes a lot of expertise, but it's not— it's not like trying to take eight ingredients to create a cocktail. Oh, yeah. Keep in mind, they've done a zombie, a hurricane, Florida— and a Mai Tai. Yeah. And I can tell you, we cracked, we we had some way back when they first started. And then the day that we sent this magazine to the printer, we opened all four cans. Yeah. And had a little taste test in the office. And um, I found my favorite. Quickly. Oh, yeah. Same. And I do want to say, because you were saying it takes expertise, expertise to them all, like even the gin and tonics, mm-hmm. that's true. And Andrew talks a little bit about that. He said, we're realizing why people maybe don't want to do these, like— um, these cocktails that have so much put into them, he said, because it's a pain in the ass and expensive as shit. And that's a direct quote. But of course it was worth it. And these drinks are really good. Um, I think that ultimately they were a product of a lot of time, obviously, and expertise. Uh, they had some background in in the food and service and bartending industry too. Um, so, I mean, I think it was kind of perfect for them to come together and create this. 
I think it's a fun story. I think everything about the branding, you know, drinks for dark days. And so, yeah, so talking about how like a lot of the other, you know, it's beach season and the Corona buckets on the beach and everything. I think it's just fun that this brand has these big universal themes of escapism. And so we just had the best time during the interview, like riffing on, and it's in a lot of their branding, like like I said, it's not just for a drink on the beach. It also is like maybe from under your desk or <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, like I said, on the hood of a car or pantless from the fridge on a shitty Wednesday. So That's funny. Yeah. People have joked with me about they can't imagine what our bar looks like in our office. And it doesn't look as glorious as it sounds, but let's just say there's a lot of alcohol. There are no mixers, though. So we did a um, distillery tasting. If you haven't heard that episode, it's actually uh. hilarious. And my favorite part of it is, spoiler alert, when Cece's like, I think my eyes are getting small. <laughs> we didn't have, we, we had no ice and no bartender and no mixers. And that is what we have in our office. Oh, well, we have bartenders, but we have— <laughs> No ice and no mixers. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think our future bar goals for our office yes. are going to have— We need you some know. mixers and a really good ice machine. But it's also what these cans are great for. That's a yes. nice, like, segue into that because I think that's why we love those. We love the conniption cans. Yes. I personally love high noons. I know they're not local, but I do love them. You know they're going to have tequila in them in the summer. Yes. And every time I tell somebody that, they're like, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's how well, you, that's the end we of We knew we were in trouble when we had so many Durham Distillery gin and tonics in the refrigerator and the vodka sodas that someone on the staff said, there's no room for food. Some of this alcohol has to go. Oh, yeah. We have nowhere to put our lunch. We we get in trouble with ready to drinks. So we just went to the Holt Brothers Foundation <laughs> charity, and we were—well, I guess they had bars out there, too, but we were mostly drinking high noons. Yeah. And I'm going to say this is on a Saturday— and when I saw Gina on Monday at work and she was tired, she said, this is your fault. <laughs> I'm like, I should just at High Noon on um, Twitter and be like, yeah. he ruined us. We had fun, though. We had a we great time. We had three cornhole teams. And we lost. We were not great, but we had a great time doing it for a great cause. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, Visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. Campbell University School of Law offers a wholly online or in-person two-semester patent law certificate program designed for technology executives, engineers, paralegals, and more. The deadline to apply for the Patent Law Certificate Program is August 1st. Learn more and apply at law.campbell.edu. Just, it's a, it's a unicorn in a market of a lot of ready-to-drink cocktails, but this is the first of its kind. I mean, right. they've revolutionized the, the ready-to-drink industry. And the good news is... Wake County has them. Yes, so they're in ABC Wake, stores. Wake County, ABC. You can check out our website. You can obviously subscribe to the magazine. 
or get a copy of it and see the cans themselves. But the branding is incredible. The design is cool. And, you know, the Floridita is my favorite. Yes. Hands down. Same. Yeah, I'm going to buy some of those soon. And speaking of ABC stores. We have big news on ABC stores. So the first, the one in North Hills is open. Yes. But 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 bigger. (laughs) Back up for a second. We did a story several years ago, you and I together. It was probably one of the first big stories we worked on when you joined us about the ABC because constantly we get questions about people moving from L.A. and they go, why is my bottle of vodka that I've always bought $10 more expensive or I can't get it in North Carolina? And so we sort of did sort of a comprehensive story about the ABC, why it works the way it is and why we aren't privatized like most other states. Um, and, And probably, you know, made it sound a little old fashioned. Still are, but they're moving. They're moving. We now have a store at North Hills. Mm-hmm. And drum roll, please. <laughs> we're going to have a store downtown on Fayetteville Street. This is insane. This we, is huge. Yeah. As we're taping this, we just found this out last night. Um, there's going to be an ABC store in the former Kimbrell's Furniture Building on Salisbury Street next to Deco. I am uh, forever grateful to um, Greg and Samantha Hatem. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is their building. Um, It is going to be so cool. Can you imagine? I mean, that's a game changer. It's going to be massive, 5,000 square foot space. And I think when I was reading about it, uh, when we found out about it, there's also like 3,000 square feet or something of storage. So, I mean, they're going to have, they're going to be able to house a lot more. It's probably a game changer, really. Oh, I I cannot imagine. And and, and, um, if you are in that sort of, I don't know, Crabtree area and we're going up Creedmoor, the Stonehenge store that had been closed for the good part of a year, at least nine months, is now open and almost double in size. That was really creating a dead spot. Without the one at Stonehenge, and the closest ones from there, if you're going east, is like Sutton Square area, right? right? right. North Ridge. In that yeah. Area. And then west is Millbrook and mm-hmm. Glenwood, basically. Yes. Um, but neither are that close if you're in that in right. that kind of zone. So, so that Creedmoor store um, is twice the size and is a great spot. So I'm really excited. And as I understand it, I'm not sure about this, but similar to the way that they're going to have coolers in the Cameron Village store, so some of the ready-to-drink cans you go in and buy will already be cold. My understanding is that's a move they're making with the new stores as well. So that will be the case. Oh, that's cool. I know. So you don't have to— That is really cool because I hate when you go in there and they're just— I mean, I love that they're there, but, like, you just have to go home and then chill them and whatever. So that—I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's a big deal. So last night, um, Jumping Horses, so we've told you before about Taco Bamba, which is a concept that is uh, very popular— um, has a cult-like following even in the Northern Virginia and D.C. area, and they're making their first, like, market jump. Their first out-of-marketplace will be in Raleigh at Ridgewood Shopping Center. Well, last night they had, as we taped this, a pop-up at Junction West. It was so much fun. Um, they did, like, a sort of menu preview. Every every location has a somewhat unique menu, so they did, like, a menu testing of some things that they were looking to do here. So it was everything from... You know, I have to say, so they had this thing called the Jeffrey. It was an it was like a Mexican egg roll stuffed with meat. Ooh. 
this is not something I don't like egg rolls. I'm not a huge you don't like egg rolls. I know I'm weird. Oh, you don't I'm like not, egg rolls? I don't know. And I'm not. I know she's she's so disappointed. I'm also not like a huge meat eater. Like I like like chicken. You know, I don't like. I'm not a big beef person. This was a massive egg roll stuffed with a bunch of meat, and I loved it. Like it shocked me. Then when huh. I'm looking at the menu, it's like steak tacos, which are my favorite. It's probably the outlier for the meat that I do love. And then it was like the one I would have said I didn't, wouldn't have ordered, wouldn't have wanted was a barbecue pork taco. Yeah, you're making a face. It was delicious. It was divine even. It shocked me. Everything I thought I wouldn't like, I did. And then there wasn't anything I didn't like. They also, because they're going to have breakfast all day, mm-hmm. they had egg and cheese and um, bacon empanadas. I thought Lauren was going to die. She just did that breakfast taco story. <laughs> She's like, That's her favorite thing. <laughs> um, I, we, it's a good thing she doesn't still live in that area, that she oh. lives near the office or we'd know where she was every morning. Yeah, exactly. But they did tell us while I was there that um, that was originally going to open in spring. It's not at all shocking that that's not going to happen. So it'll be more like summer, but the space is going to be really cool. The space is going to be cool. So if you're standing facing Ridgewood Shopping Center, it's going to be to the far right. It's going to have a large patio, beautiful patio. And it's also allowing the center to build another patio that you can grab wine from Ridgewood Wine or you can grab coffee you know, from Whole Foods or wherever and come down and sit so you're, it's more of a patio for the entire area, the center as well. Yeah, that's cool. So you so you can actually is a is it kind of like Benton then, like kind of like a social yeah, district in that sense. Exactly. As long as you're there, as long as you're that's there, cool. Yeah, hmm. um, I think that that is such a cool area, and there's so many great businesses in there. I have to give them props because our first um, Taco Bomba, because our first rant that we reintroduced you know you guys used to do the rants obviously you talked about it on an episode we recorded today but I did that story on uh, Wilco's new Mezcal bar remember and then I also wrote a rant in the same issue about how I don't like Mezcal which was so ironic (laughs) and so last night they're like three drinks that was it you know with the Mm -hmm. drink tickets all margaritas but one was tequila two were Mezcal so I was like I guess I'm just getting the tequila and so the guys knew us, obviously, from doing the story. And one of them comes up and he's like, you have got to try this mezcal drink. And I'm like, I hate mezcal. I liked it. I can't believe somebody finally did it. I'm going to tell you, there's one more I want you to try. So I went to Longleaf, and they had done the Skate Raleigh drink in partnership for the park. She created her drink is, you know, it's called the the kickflip. Yeah. But yeah. it is a mezcal drink. Oh, my. What cuts it? Because this one, I think, was because they used coconut I think coconut milk or, you know, there was that coconut it flavor is, in it. It's just balanced. It is. It does not overpower, and you can taste the smoky flavor in it, but it doesn't override the sweetness, and it's not heavy. You know, I don't like cocktails. I don't, I don't like yeah, that's any. True. I, don't. I just don't like anything that's too sweet or feels like too many flavors at one time. This was so good. So it's another Mezcal. So we may. Yeah, I thought that because he said, well, what don't you like about it? And I was like, I— I get what they're supposed to taste like, but so far all the ones— and I never had any at Wilco's Bar because I just ordered tequila there. It's also a tequila bar. But all the ones that I've ever had anywhere else, to me, they just tasted like a campfire. And he kind of, like, nodded in agreement, like, yeah, then, you know, maybe people aren't— it's not the balance Mm -hmm. that it needs. So he was like, I really challenge you to to try this and see if you like it. And so we went and got two of them, and Lauren doesn't like mezcal either, and we both liked it. I was shocked. So I think that was, you know, I'm very excited for them to come. We do have a lot of great Mexican restaurants in Raleigh. Like, we're very fortunate. But I think that it's nice that this one is coming. 
bringing in fresh blood in an area that doesn't have, I mean, Ridgewood used to have a dining concept that was very oh, yeah. popular, you know, and there's not a lot to eat around there. Well, and speaking of that, um, I got a, a sneak peek at um, the Burrito Shack, which is opening in the Tijuana Flat space at Quail Corners. Oh, yeah. And it's um, by a local husband and wife team out of Topsail Beach. And all fresh ingredients. I can't wait. So that you'll you'll hear more about this coming soon. But they are in the process of hoping to be open by early June, Um, and it's the food is going to be amazing. That's there's so much to be excited about. Yes. Okay. So which of the tiki cans was your favorite? Yeah. So my favorite was absolutely the the Florida. Um, We tried them all. We had a blast. Okay. But I love the branding on the zombie, too. Like, I think it's, like, really fitting. It's a bender without the blender and strong enough to raise the dead or merely the dead inside. Kind of makes sense, a zombie. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I love the Florida. So, And you have, other than these, you have a canned cocktail. It's probably the high noon that your go-to. Oh, yeah. My go-to, yeah, for non-local is definitely the high noon. I'm interested to try the tequila version. Um, trying to think— if there's a local one. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm the Durham Distillery. Well, yeah. Gin and tonic, you love the gin. I like the gin and tonic, and I think that canned version is delish. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.